This episode goes out to Craig, who emailed us at pushaheadpod at gmail.com. You Thank email you, us. You get your own mention, too. Yeah. You're our hero, Craig. Uh-huh. We love you. <laughs> I think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Recorded on October 12th, 2022. Removing the triple R's of Florida. Welcome to the Push Ahead Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby. And I'm still Pamela. And we're here to talk about the three R's of Florida and what you can do to remove them as we are four weeks out from Election Day. Less than a month. So first, we need to address the elephants in the room. When you listen to this, it will be yesterday. It would have happened. That's true. But we have the final January 6th committee hearing. And it's going to be televised or will have been televised. At 1 p.m. You watched it on TV, listeners. Yes. Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. This is our October surprise that finally goes our way. So they say they've got new evidence, new things to talk about and discuss. I was listening to Adam Kinzinger on a podcast the other day. He was on The X-Files. And I was just really good hearing him talking. It was like unabashed. I'm a Republican. This place is crazy town. And democracy is being thrown under the bus. And he talked a little bit about the work that they've been able to do. It's unfortunate that McCarthy chose not to put any Republicans on the panel, because then there would be one less argument to make. But, they, you know, it is what it is. And he's really proud of the work that he's done. He's also campaigning for Democrats in Arizona, Democratic secretaries of states that would have direct Correct. access to running the voting. Mm-hmm. Of course, in Florida, we don't get to elect our secretary of state. No. The governor gets to appoint the secretary of state. That should strike terror in the heart of all Floridians. Yes. It is. You know, I was listening to another podcast. I love This American Life. Y'all love, I love I'm giving a plug, but I love This American Life. It's always so light and fluff and I'm like, it's my dessert, right? Mm-hmm. Except for this week. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. It was called Watching the Watchers, and it started out with poll watchers. talked, And they interviewed these election deniers, and they are, like, scary. They just, like, watching all the polls and taking pictures of every voter that walks up and all these things. And to your point, they talked about how Steve Bannon has told Republicans to take over the local election, local Republican executive committees, which is my evil twin. Right. And uh, they are. That's locally, if you know the name Janice Crisp, she became a member of the Brevard Republican Executive Committee this year. Yeah. all the She has a rap sheet. Yes, record. she does for assault. At least one conviction, which was assault, and she's still in process with her arrest at the school board. Yeah, that's how you can tell she's nuts, because she's assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I'm excited about that, and uh, I'm sure lots of good things happened. But we record this the day before, so... I'm eagerly anticipating must-see TV as soon as my kid goes down for a nap. Yeah, do you ha- do you plan his nap around January 6th committee hearings? Yes. Do you have your snacks set up? <laughs> I have a bottle of wine waiting. And no. And a potty so you don't have to go to the bathroom, although you can pause it now. Yeah. No, no snacks, just desserts. Des- yep. Okay, what else are we talking? What else is our elephant in the room? That's one. Oh, Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. The His campaign has just been, like Janice Crisp, absolutely nuts to watch. Yes. Imagine the rest of the world looking at America for the last four years. They're like, what happened to you people? We have a professional football player 
who can't string a sentence together running for the Senate in Georgia and a high school, a college football coach running for the Senate, out racist running for the Senate. No, he already won. He already won. But now he's running for state's attorney, not state's attorney, secretary of state. Oh, Tuberville's trying to. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'm allowed. Yeah, no. Tommy Tuberville was in 2020, and he was a famous head coach. I want to say of Old Miss. He was at Auburn. Hmm. Oh, he was at Auburn too. Definitely at Auburn. Okay. Oh, okay. You know how? (laughs) (laughs) So I we spent time in Alabama, and you did time in Alabama. We did time, and the favorite joke was, "How do you make an Auburn omelet?" You put it in the iron bowl and you beat it for an hour and a half. Oh, oh we're going to get letters for that. Oz has <laughs> many problems. Yes. Yes. It. They looked into his clinical or his medicinal research and found out that he used puppies. And killed them. And killed them. He so, killed puppies. Alleged puppy killer Dr. Oz has problems. <laughs> for And for research that isn't ever even peer reviewed. And it's like... He did it for his television. At that point. Oh, he did it for the Dr. Oz show. If he's not doing it for science at that point, you just you're safe to assume that he likes killing puppies. I think that's a pretty safe assumption. I think it's really logical. Yeah, because if you aren't, you know, if you aren't doing that for science, you have absolutely no justification. And honestly, even if you are doing it for science, you have no justification Still, because yeah. there are a million other things to do. So Dr. Oz, why do you hate puppies? Dr. Oz hates puppies. Yes. And. He lives in New Jersey, once again. Where they all hate puppies. I grew oh, up in New not. Jersey. Did not have a puppy growing up. <laughs> Draw whatever conclusion you will, listeners. Yep. There we go. And then we have another elephant in the room. That's... It happened today. Yeah, Alex or, Jones. Yeah, and the crowd went wild. Woo! Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I think he sells like some sort of, I don't know, powdered elephant supplement that restores your manhood and keeps the frogs from turning gay or whatever. Yeah, but... now he's a reverse billionaire. Hopefully. Yeah. Now, as long as he doesn't try to bankrupt it out or hide it or drag it out. Oh, that's what he has told. He went on air live as this was happening, begging for donations and assuring his listening audience that he has filed for bankruptcy. So none of their donations will go to the Sandy Hook families. I wonder if that's going to end up in court. None of your donations will go to the Sandy. He is just a horrible human being. Yes. Like. You know, I used to think maybe it was just mentally. He is just a depraved, bottom feeder, slime belly, horrible human being. Yeah. And whether or not he's mentally ill, because, you know, I think it's like, what, Mental Illness Awareness Day or month or something. So just, you know, let's decouple the fact that he may or may not be in touch with reality, in touch with reality. But it's no, I think that he's just an all out terrible person horrible human being just like kanye who whether or not he's mentally ill is completely independent of the fact that he is an absolutely terrible human at this point but not as bad as alex jones or the puppy killer dr us alex jones told people that their kids told people to their faces your kids aren't dead stop faking it it's so funny we have locally our own little version of this monster and that's our vic lubker and i wonder by the way if Kim Crasher is his drag queen, because that is his fake identity on Facebook, he's Kim Crasher. And he just makes the most, he puts Alex Jones locally to shame. The things that he'll say about me are like, honestly, it's hysterical because the biggest complaint he has, the biggest criticism he has of me, he says, she lives in her hubby owned home. Like, no, you don't. 
You live in his head rent-free. I should start saying that. His hubby, my hubby owned home at the beach. I'm like, okay, so you took the time to research my house title. And my husband's name is on the title because I'm refinanced and I'm an independent contractor and my income isn't, yeah. doesn't show at that level. But I don't care. And and by the way, I'm still married to the same person for 39 years. I think Fick's been married three times. Two of the women were at the same time. So I, he hasn't had a wife long enough to put them on his title. But regardless. And I've been to your backyard. It's not at the beach. No. Looked up my title. Found out who's on it. And couldn't figure out where it is. Does he not know how to use Google? He's just a lunatic. Yeah, but my point is that Alex Jones just makes these horrible statements to people on video. Oh, well, they have t- prime examples. He, of- he, yeah, he thinks he's making your life a beach. <laughs> and honestly, he's so irrelevant. And one of his tweets one time he said, our posts, that he put the Ukraine war at the feet of me and Jennifer Jenkins. And I'm like, and then he tells me I'm as irrelevant as a flea on an elephant's butt. I'm like, so I am completely irrelevant and solely responsible for the war in Ukraine. I'm like amazing. Seriously. I mean, if he you, literally is irrelevant, like he, I, I don't even, if he doesn't tag me, I don't ever even look at his wall because I really just don't care. What does he think you and Putin paired up and he's just a lunatic. He's just all about Putin that on her. Yeah. I'm like, I should have been prepared for this. <laughs> yep. Okay. So it's going to be fun to have that. See if he pays that. Yep. Yep. So glad we got rid of those elephants. Now let's get rid of some more. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's get rid of them all because we got... Elections coming up. And we have the triple R threat of Florida. We should come up with a logo for that. The triple R threat. Triple R. We yeah. Come up with a logo. Truly. <laughs> triple R ranch. Well, Racist, redundant, and I don't know what the third one is. <laughs> roach food. Roach food. There you go. We and Brevard. <laughs> Racist, redundant, and roachy. Yeah. <laughs> we and Brevard have to deal with these three R's. And they are Randy, Ronnie, and Rubio. Yep. 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 There. Which one do you want to talk about first? Randy. Okay. So what you said in the notes, it says he makes more transphobic accusations. Did I miss something? Oh, I just saw that he was going crazy against the dildos again. He he was logged into Twitter. I was at that city council meeting. Okay. First, Pride Festival was fantastic and magical and fun and campy and all the things you think it's going to be. And Randy, the week before, there was an event during Pride Festival and it was Drag Queen Story Hour. And I really think Randy was just disappointed he wasn't invited. Really, truly. His name is Randy Fine. It's just begging to be a drag queen, right? That is, a, it's two letters away from being a drag queen. Right? Name. Randy Fine. Sometimes they call her Brandy. Uh-huh. Anyway. Oh, Brandy Fine. Randy Fine. There you go. So he went on a rant demanding that the city of Melbourne revoke the permit because of Drag Queen Story Hour. And he's, and he, Started a war between himself and Paul Alfrey, and I am not here to defend Paul Alfrey because I think Paul Alfrey is like yeah, bottom feeder himself. But he finally found his line in the sand. So the uh, Paul said, we're not pulling the permits, going to happen, pulling the permits, not pulling the permits. And another really strong conservative in the community, who is Christine Zonka's husband, came to the event. I saw him. We chatted. He watched Drag Queen Story Hour, which was in the middle of the street. They had a stage set up and a, you know... Those drag queens, when they're doing something like that, are covered from head to toe. They know how to yeah. put on a production. Right. And so many clothes, dying of heat. And she was reading a story. He, and actually, drag queens are not transgender. But he, she was reading a storybook about everybody being a safe space. Everybody's safe here. You're welcome here. And Milo watched it. And he's like, this is pretty safe. I walked the entire length of the festival a couple of times. And I think Milo did, too. And Milo had invited city councilman Tim Thomas 
who is railing, I'm going to make sure this never happens again while protecting your First Amendment rights, to which I replied, you literally can't do both of those things at the same time. Correct. So he invited Tim. Tim chose not to come. So I went to the city council meeting the next week. I talked to city councilwoman in advance and I said, hey, I'm going to be there. And I sat in the front row. I didn't sign up to speak. And a couple of takeaways from this. First of all, Paul Alfrey whipped out his slides about Randy Fine and threw them all in there. This is what Randy Fine said. And this is what he said on this. This was, what is it? Oh, exhibit A. Yes, exhibit exhibit A. A. It's hysterical. So professional. And they all though said, I didn't attend. I would never attend. I'm a staunch conservative. And then Tim Thomas, city councilman, our city councilman from this area said, these businesses need to be boycotted then. And they need to be sponsoring Boy Scouts and ROTC because those are their future employees. And I'm just sitting there like, my stomach was turning. They're so up in arms about drag queens reading storybooks. And Yvonne Minus pointed out, Yvonne Minus is a black city councilwoman in the city of Melbourne. She said, you know, this reminds me of the 4th of July parade where y'all want to allow Confederate flags. She said, with my heritage, I obviously have a problem with that, but I have to suck it up because they have the First Amendment right to be there. So the city doesn't sponsor a 4th of July parade anymore because of that. <clears throat> but that all that said, I came home and I sent Paul Alfrey an email and I said, you know, I'm glad you found your line in the sand. Maybe you'll consider your relationships more carefully in the future because Randy Fine is not the relationship to have, which gets us to our elephant. And I emailed Tim Thomas and I said, do you realize queer people are engineers? <laughs> like, yeah. These companies are not just investing in their future employees, they're investing in their current employees. Yeah. Yep. They just truly are incapable of seeing beyond their narrow-minded little focus. But Randy... So Randy has way too much in in our cities because he makes right now he's grooming a school board member for a future, Matt Susan, for a future election where he because he wants to have that influence. I know he just wants to have influence on the school board now because he wants Mark Mullins fired. He has influence in city of West Melbourne. He hates Kenny Johnson because he doesn't have any influence on the city of Palm Bay because Kenny can't be bought. He has influence on the city. He did have influence in the city of Melbourne. Now, I don't trust Paul Alfrey that this is a done deal. I think this was a one and done. They'll go back to being best buds. Yeah. Although here's the other thing about Randy. Randy is not scary. He's just a terrible person. He looks like he was shoved into a lot of lockers before right. it got too big to be shoved Without into a lockers. Without a doubt. And people stole his toy surprise out of yeah. the cereal every morning. But here's the thing. He had a bill in the legislation this year that Brevard, we remember we talked about this in a podcast a year ago, that Brevard County municipal elections would be partisan. There are no municipal elections that are partisan in the state, mm-hmm. but he could have that kind of, if the, the state legislator could say, yes, Brevard County municipal elections will be partisan and they would be partisan. Yeah. This was a pretty straightforward amendment and yeah. noted it groomer Randy Fine passed. did not get it passed. But this guy who thinks he's so powerful, tries to tell people he's powerful, couldn't even get something that would not have affected any of the state legislatures in the state. An easy yes couldn't even get that passed. He has no influence in the state any longer. And I hope Republicans are listening to this and they realize if you want something done for it, if you watch his interview with Florida Today and he talks about his accomplishments, they're all culture wars. Yeah. Mm. Every single one. He dresses them up pretty, but they're he has done nothing but fight culture wars. And I saw and that's that. not serving Bavard. Yeah. Okay. So just to recap, noted groomer, Randy Fine, misses out on Pride event, gets sour grapes, rails against it on Twitter, gets made fun of at a local council meeting, shown to be impotent and ineffective. I love it. That's a 
perfect wrap up. Because he is a known groomer. He grooms people for future offices. I am blocked from him on Twitter. So you'll have to send me what he said on Twitter. I can't stand him. I know. I don't mind being blocked. I have a much more peaceful life. But every now and then I'm like, what did he say? Yeah. All right. So let's work our way up the ladder. Okay. Rubio. Number one, he's not bothering to show up for votes for Florida. He voted against disaster funds. And he blamed it on that there was money for a roof to a restaurant or something. So he blamed it on too much pork. So he just didn't bother to show up to vote. Yet he goes on TV, live TV, and says, hey, we need federal aid for Florida. Mm-hmm. Votes against money begs for money. Yeah. Sorry. Marco Rubio does not care about you. So he and he also didn't show up to the first debate. He stood up Val Demings because he went to a fundraiser instead and said, oh, I got the date wrong because he got everything wrong and doesn't know how to operate a calendar. That was October 11th. Yes, that was yesterday. Yeah. So he missed the debate because apparently the complexities of you know, showing up to calendars are an appointment. Hard and it is sitting senator. He doesn't have six schedulers. Now it totally makes sense why Kavanaugh showed up with his calendars to show that he had mastered this arcane technology. But I'm seeing the Rubio signs out, and I really someone tell me what the hell has he done for us? I honestly think most people are done with Rubio. I'm, I think that's going to be a much we're much more likely to win that race than people think. Yeah, my hey, my mother, still Republican, loves Val Demings. Yep. Can't stand Rubio. Yeah. yeah. I don't have anything bad to say about Rubio because he hasn't done anything yeah. worth talking about. Although I do think he signed on to the total abortion ban with Lindsey Graham. Ew. But then he walked it back and said, I could see we could have some carve outs for the life of the mother. Yeah. So Rubio's play that he heard someone describe waiting for Godot. No, the play that he was doing where he wanted a less extreme version of Lindsey Graham's total abortion ban is that he was invoking the Shirley principle where he it's a way that people can support policy that they disagree with, because surely there must be an exception. Yeah. That that, was that a pun or was that actually literal? Because that's actually like. Totally what I can see. He's just bad. He's lazy, lazy, takes everything for granted. He, Like you said, Shelby, he's done nothing for Floridians. And the ad that I've seen him running against Val Demings is she is anti-police. She is. Sorry, what was her job? Yeah, I know. Sorry, what was her job? She was the police chief of Orlando. Yeah, big job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That she stands behind these radical principles of of transsexuals being able to use a bathroom. You mean she stands up for federal law? Yeah. Okay. Go on. And he's painting this. She's too radical for yeah. Florida. She votes with Nancy Pelosi. You know, she does. She's a Democrat. There's no debating that. But she's also, she's just right for Florida. And Mark Ruby is not. He's a lazy. You know, when he said that the things that he said about Donald Trump and now is just kissing his butt. Like, how can anybody take that seriously? At least have your principles to say, I still don't like him. Yeah. I'm going to, Val Demings needs to steal the line from Tim Ryan. Florida needs an ass kicker, not an ass kisser. Yeah. Yep. It's just, he's there. He just wants the power. He's not even giving it a full effort. Yeah, let, 
But let's put baby Rubio to bed. So that's two R's. Two Little R's. Marco. Yeah, yeah. And now the big R. Oh, Ron DeSantis. Oh, Ronnie. So I know you have something written here, but I have something even bigger. What? You know <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I did a little dance. That really stunt did. with the 50 Venezuelan Texan. Yes. yes. The, the asylum right. seekers that were legally in the United States. Yeah. That he yes. went to Texas and kidnapped. Uh, he's under federal investigation for that now. Really? So the Treasury is a part of the federal government, and they're investigating him for his misuse of COVID funds. See, that was, I, they got Al Capone for tax evasion. Because those that was, well, and our state legislator had earmarked part of those COVID funds to remove unregistered aliens, unregistered, doc, undocumented, blah, 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 to remove undocumented people from the state of Florida. These people went to Texas and got them, spent Florida COVID relief funds to go to Texas, get people and move them to another state. And you know why? Political stunt. Political stunt, but the libs. also, you know, his lieutenant governor got a little heat for saying that Cubans should be deported as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to say that, too. Yeah. No, she does. She should really say that more yeah. loudly. That's what really? she believes, yeah. obviously. She should go to Miami and say that loudly, loudly. with a bullhorn. Yeah. Yeah. So that was I'm so excited to hear that's going to happen. Yeah, it, was... You know, it was such a dumb stunt, too. Like he sent them to an island full of wealthy liberal lawyer who are on vacation nothing to do but sue your ass yeah (laughs) Yeah. also um good news at least i think so what's that we visited my 98 year old grandmother she actually said nobody that i talk to here likes ron DeSantis, and this is old veterans i'm gonna tell you veterans are we have so many veterans coming to our new veteran caucus veterans have been let down by the republicans repeatedly. Yeah. And they're starting to get it. They want the Republicans to be the party that stands for them because that's historically what it's been. But they're realizing that the party just doesn't care about them. Yeah. No. At all. But so our three R's wrapped up Randy beautifully. And and Rubio's a lazy do nothing. Mm-hmm. And Ronnie is fighting Florida and fighting everybody. Yeah. And I think he's just trying to present himself as a big bully fighter. I will say He's dangerous. He recently said, while talking about history, that the only first time slavery was questioned by anybody was the American Revolution. He just seems to have forgotten that White House was built by enslaved people and that England outlawed slavery 100 years before we did. It's part of that American exceptionalism, which is unnecessary in my mind. You're a veteran. Do you need to think America is perfect to love it? No. I don't. You're a veteran's wife. Do you need to think America is perfect to love it? No. I don't. In fact, I love our country even more for being flawed and growing through those flaws. It's a terrifying thing when the governor wants to rewrite not only our history books, but everything in schools. So we need to just, we owe it to the future to make him a one-term governor and a zero-term president. Yes, So please. Talk about the, now we're talking about what we can do to make that happen, right? Yeah. Okay. We have just, by the time this airs, three and a half weeks, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> Me so too. So here's the thing, you guys. The reason I throw up is Brevard County is known statewide for our volunteers and our and how we fight. But our volunteers have been fighting nonstop since 2016, and they're tired. We're not seeing the numbers of volunteers we're used to. COVID, people got used to being home. And a lot of really intel, intellectual, intelligent Democrats in the community are trying to outthink things and trying to think that you can fight these battles on their social media or on their computer. I'm just telling you, you just can't. I wish you could. I would like nothing better. I'm exhausted all the time. But I've known campaigns locally that have tried that. 
and there were good people that deserved to be in office that our community would benefit from. They did not win their elections. I've known Democrats who have worked hard and knocked a zillion doors and done everything right. Sanjay Patel, and he didn't win his election. I don't know an elected Democrat in town who did not knock a zillion doors, period. I, and the ones that didn't do anything but that in our Cape Canaveral races, because it's a small community, right? They knocked a zillion, they knocked on the doors of every Cape Canaveral resident. That's how we have two Democrats on the city council there. So I, and I know people right now are like just tuning this out because it's not what they want to hear. And I wish I were the person that could tell you what you want to hear. I'm just not, because I believe that Florida... Brevard County is the fulcrum for Florida. And if we don't want all of Florida to look like Brevard County, we have to do our part. So what can you do? I'm also sick and tired of people yelling and complaining about ads. I'm like, ads are not effective. The ads are effective, but the reality is that Ron DeSantis has been raising money for four years for this campaign because the minute he won, he could file. And Charlie could not start running a general campaign until after the primary. So he just hasn't had the time. He will not match $118 million worth of no. funds. It's not right. going to happen. You know, Ron DeSantis traveled around the country raising money on our dime. So we're not going to do that. But what we can do is turn out voters. Yep. We turned out 81% of our Democrats four years ago or two years ago. I'm counting on 90% of Brevard County Democrats to show up. That's the only way we're going to make a difference in our local elections. And we are not, Brevard County is not going to vote for Charlie Crest. Charlie knows that. I know that. But guess who's going to be in, who's in town this week? It's Charlie. They're constantly communicating with me because they also know that the efforts we do or how they win a statewide election. And we have our local municipal races to support. So I'm getting pushback from people on my team because we pay for, all, if you ever donate to the party, by the way, I work for free. Everybody works for free. There's not one person before our demos that makes a penny. All of our money goes to supporting our elections. We have to order our slate cards and our door hangers. And if you don't know what those things are, that's the quote unquote lit that we leave at your house. And it's the most effective thing we do because we leave door hangers on the doors of voters the weekend before the election who haven't voted. We can find those people who are registered Democrats that have not yet voted. We go to their doors with a door hanger. It is the most effective thing we do. We're going to be doing that the first weekend in November. Yeah. So let me just see if this math works out. It's napkin math. Okay. So you're saying that about 35,000 Democrats from Brevard didn't show up in the 2018 mm -hmm. election. Correct. And... Even though if they did, it wouldn't have been enough to win about the county, but... 14,000 Democrats. Okay. But Andrew Gillum lost by 35,000 votes. Andrew Gillum lost by two, six votes per precinct. Rick Scott is our senator by one vote per precinct. Now, everybody listening to this can think of at least one neighbor that they did not contact who probably didn't vote. Yep. Thank you for bringing that up, that napkin math. One vote per precinct. That's how we have Rick Scott, Skeletor. the darling of the Republican Party, as our senator. One vote per precinct because we did not do our part. So when we, the, the pushback I'm getting is based on our results from our most recent canvassing efforts. My team doesn't want to order enough door hangers to reach every Democrat who may not have voted the weekend before the election in our targeted races. And I'm, pretty adamant about it. I'm not going to set us up for failure, but I need y'all to prove I'm right. Right. I need you to go to brevarddems.org, sign up to volunteer. Um, you can actually sign up for whatever shifts you want right then and there. And I know it's icky. It's scary. You've been told your whole life not to talk to strangers. And I'm here telling you, oh, we're going to talk to strangers. We really don't talk to a lot of them, although it is great when we do. 
and go ahead and sign up for a shift or two or 10. We need you to show up. Also, we need phone bankers. We're phone banking people starting right now. Democrats with mail ballots who have not yet voted saying, did you mail your vote? If you don't want me to call you again, just mail your ballot because we're going to keep contacting you until you vote. And right now there are 30,000 Democrats in that phone bank. And that's just Democrats with mail ballots. So when we finish with that, we've got to move to Democrats that don't have mail ballots. So there is so much work to do, but I really, I know we can do it because we've done it before. We just need to do it again. Also, when you're listening, Brevard Dems did meet and we discussed all the ballot amendments on your ballot, all of the judicial races on your ballot, and you can find our recommendations. Basically, we said no to all but one Supreme Court justice and all but one circuit court just, justice as far as retaining them. And we recommend, we don't, we're not endorsing a judge. We recommend Kim Musselman because her opponent was endorsed by Wayne Ivey. And we think that we should not have bias on the bench, but also all of the amendments are outlined there. And that's brevarddems.org slash voter guide. I found it very informative. Thank you. We had fun doing it. Yes. And we're adding municipalities as those cities get them to us because we did it all online. We can, it's not on our card. Desperately need you. We need to prove the naysayers wrong. And I promise you, if you give me all you've got from now through November, and if you're listening out of community, you can just donate to us so we can get this done. All you've got from now through November 8th, I promise I'll give you a week's vacation. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get 20% of your pay. No, I'll give you double your pay. As a volunteer. Yeah, I'm going to take double my pay too as a volunteer. But really, truly, there won't be any payment better than in this so cliche, but the reality is just knowing that we've pulled it across the win that we pulled our school board and our municipal candidates across and made the difference in our gubernatorial race and our Senate race. Yep. Get out there and be ready to vote at a minimum in four weeks. And that's your starting point. If you feel like voting's not enough, you can help get other people to vote. You can canvas. So worth it. it these people that have put their lives on hold to run as Democrats in this community. They deserve our best. They deserve our absolute best. We only have to do this for a few weeks. They have to do this for four years, three or four years, depending on the race that they're running in. And um, they deserve it. I'll tell you a story today. I was canvassing today and it's just door hanging, but I always have my clipboards because the Republicans with SB90 want to make it harder for us to vote So they are erasing all mail ballot requests on December 31st. So we're informing voters about that so they can get their mail ballots for 2024. So I'm walking around the corner and this woman had chased me down to tell me it's a very Republican community. She wasn't. And I'm like, it's okay. No, I'm fine. Kept going. And I saw two guys from the corner of my eye walking into their neighborhood. They'd been walking together clearly. And it was after work. It was like six. I was still out. And I'm walking and one of the meals across the street. So do you have one of those for me or is it just for Republicans? Now, I'm wearing a dark blue Brevard Democrats t-shirt. And I said, well, it's just for Democrats. And he said, I am one. I, so I walked over there and told him what was going on. He said, yeah, my mother votes by mail. And I looked her up and I said, yeah, she's on my list. I left it on your door. Got him signed up for a mail ballot through this conversation. Got their email addresses and their phone numbers. And I guarantee they're going to end up volunteering for us as well. So it was fun. Nice. And that's the kind of interaction I normally, I have not been yelled at by a Republican anywhere anywhere in any of my canvassing this year. I did once two years ago, somebody asked why I was wearing a mask, but that's it. I'm just being real with y'all. So come on out and join us. It's fun. It's rewarding. And it's how we win. Mm -hmm. It's the only way that I've got evidence in our county. The evidence shows this is how our Democrats win. 
I've already signed up for three more things that I could do. Awesome. Oh, you can also help us at early polling places. Yep. Talking about that. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about this again in our next pod because we've got time to do that. Early voting starts. No doubt. We don't. Our early voting starts October 24th. So when you go to our website, you can sign up to sit at an early voting place. You are the last contact before. And we have a banner that says Democrats. Republicans don't come up to us. They honestly don't care about us. They just don't. Democrats come up to our tent. We give them our slate card. We get their mail ballot request forms filled out, whatever else we need to do with them while they're at our table. We're the last contact before they go into the polling. It's really, it's fun. It is fun. I enjoy every time I'm tabling with yeah. the Democrats. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right. And you know what else is fun? What? Emailing us. Yes. How can they do that? <laughs> email us. Be like Craig and email us. <laughs> That's at, not the email address. No, no. Email us at pushheadpod at gmail.com. So thank you, Craig, for confirming it works. <laughs> <laughs> and I know people are listening. A city councilman came up to me at a fundraiser the other day and said that somebody referred the podcast to him. And it was somebody I'd never heard of. And you've never heard of them either. Bonita, shout out to you. Thanks for sharing the pod. Send us an email. And let us know if we I love what you wrote here, Jamie. If people don't like what we're doing they can tell us what we need to do better and if they do like it then send us an email and let us know because you know we all need after yes yeah tell me i'm pretty (laughs) (laughs) you have a very pretty voice oh thank you (laughs) 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 all right thanks you guys thanks jamie thanks shelby and thanks all of our listeners take care of yourself and if you can somebody else bye 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 If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco.